Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. What a great Sunday morning on Christmas Day. You know, there's a line in that song, O Holy Night, that says, His law is love, and His gospel is what? Peace. Now, the word gospel just means good news. So the good news is peace. You know what? We could use a little peace right now. The world we live in and the places that we have been and seen, the things we've seen, even just walking through the last few years of just some craziness, boy, peace would be nice. I know there's some in this room, this is your first Christmas without a person that you love, a family member. They've gone to be with Jesus. They've gone on and you're walking through it alone. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people who said, hey, David, this is our first year without them. Did you know that the promise of peace is for you? It's going to be okay. And then there are those that we know that are walking through very difficult times. This is a hard season. Maybe it's work-related. Maybe it's just you, things aren't happening the way that you had hoped they would happen. Peace is for you too. So no matter what world you came out of to walk in this room today, no matter where you are in streaming this right now, his gospel is peace. And he has promised peace to us. And I just say we need some peace today. And I want us to read together that first announcement the night that Jesus was born. Did you know it's the only place in the Bible when a multitude of angels showed up to announce to the earth something that had happened? Now, in heaven, there are places, there are references in Scripture where there's going to be a multitude worshiping, but this is the only time the sky was filled with the heavenly host. It's literally the army of God. And you know what they were saying? Basically two things, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And goodwill toward men is the way I learned it, but it's peace to those upon whom his favor rests. So would you join me? We're going to read that account together on this Christmas morning. It's what we do at our family, and so you're my family today. I hope you like it. So let's stand together and read with me aloud Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And say it with me aloud. I think the words will be up there for you. I'll be reading out of of my Bible, which is the ESV version. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. May the Lord add his blessing to this word. You may be seated. What a beautiful promise. And I know as, you, as we read that, that, the first question is, okay, I know a little bit about the Bible, and I've heard that said a different way. In other words, the peace part. Uh, what, what's the difference? Can I just make it real simple for you? There are a lot of ways to interpret that and translate it from the original Greek. There are different manuscripts that have different, different kind of endings, but I'm just going to tell you to make it real simple. The promise is peace to every person who has the favor of God. It's not a promise of world peace. It's a promise for those who live in the world who know Jesus Christ. You see, He is peace. And He came that we might have peace. So what is peace? What, what's the definition? Does that mean when everything is calm and everything is like the song Silent Night that we're going to sing a minute? No, because you know around your house, probably not going to be silent today. But there still can be peace. And no matter how hard you try, there's always trying to get everything ready for Christmas, and you're not quite there. And there's always those little interruptions, those conflicts, those things that show up that you didn't expect, like Cousin Eddie in his RV. I mean, it's going to happen, <laughs> all right? All of us go through that. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of Jesus in conflict. It's the presence of Jesus in everything. He is peace. So it's not when everything's quiet. It's not just when everything around you is perfect. No. He came to bring peace. He is the prince of peace. Isaiah the prophet said he's the prince of peace. Said that 700 years before Jesus was born. And then the night before Jesus died, you know what he told the disciples? He said, I've told you everything I've taught you because I want you to have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He wants you to have peace today. And then, of course, when he was resurrected, the first thing he said, when he appeared to the disciples, he walked in the room, literally, through the door. He came through the wall, whatever. He's standing there, and the first thing he said to them, peace be with you. 400 times in the Bible, the word peace is used. And I just know it's a beautiful word. Shalom is still the greeting that the Jews offer. Even when you're in Israel, you hear that over and over. And shalom means wholeness. It means may everything be right. There's actually a verse in the Bible in Job that says that Job's tent, literally his tent, was at peace. How can a tent be at peace when it's in the right place? So I believe Jesus wants to give you wholeness. He wants to make everything right. He wants to give you everything that has to do with peace. But unfortunately, we let the world take it away from us. We let things around us. I read about some kids who felt sorry for their mom getting ready for Christmas, and so they thought it'd be a good idea. They heard about people sending flowers, they sent her flowers. What they didn't know, on the flowers, there was this, rest in peace. <laughs> and the mother said, what is this? Why'd you send me this? Well, mom, all you talk about is you need a little peace and you need rest. <laughs> so rest in peace. 
Well, I want you to know, no matter what you're walking through today, no matter what your world is like, you can have peace because that's why Jesus came. His gospel is peace. And it starts right here. It doesn't start with your neighbor. It doesn't start with the people around you. It doesn't start over in a country somewhere where there's war. No, no, it starts in every one of us. And I want to show you how the Bible describes peace to make it as simple as can be. Three phrases that describe peace that you can know. First of all is peace with God. The second is the peace of God. And the third, peace from God. Let's start with the first one, peace with God. And the best way I know how to show you is through the cross. I believe, as Danny said, Jesus came to be born so that he could be given for our peace. And he is the one that helps us to come into a relationship with God, our creator. We were created by God, and we were created with brokenness. Where did it come from? Adam and Eve. When they sinned, brokenness came in the world, separated us from God. And man tried to fix it. We tried religion. We tried good works. We tried everything in the world. But we couldn't find peace and, and couldn't find that relationship. And so Jesus came to provide for us what we could never provide for ourselves. A way of peace. In fact, Paul says it this way. For in him, Jesus is the fullness of God. And through him. He came to reconcile to himself all things on earth and in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So look at the cross and think about the vertical. That's peace with God. That's this one. And that's where peace starts. It doesn't start with somebody else. It starts when you have peace with the one who created you. And when you have peace with him, it changes the peace inside of you. The peace of God. It's a phrase only used one time in the New Testament. And it's in the Philippian letter. Paul says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. You know what the word guard means? It means put an army around your heart. It means you're going to have peace in here. Where does it come from? It comes from that relationship because of peace with God. And the third one is just peace from God. In other words, through you, you become a person of peace. You become one who can love. His law is love. His gospel is peace. You become a peaceful person. And therefore, those that you know and see and those you meet, you can bring peace in the name of Jesus. You know what? It's what I pray for every one of us. But it's not always what happens. Can I show you just what happens to us? The further we get away from this vertical relationship with Jesus, this vertical, which means God is the only one who can bring peace in our life, the further we get away from that, the worse life gets for us. But instead of realizing that we need to move closer, and you can do this even as a believing Christian, a person who has put your faith in Jesus, you can move away. And what we tend to do is we blame everybody around us. We think the reason we don't have peace is because we got a wrong job. If we get a different car, if we could live in a different city, if we could do this, if we could do that, and it's always something around us, that's not where peace comes from. It comes from the one in us.
And so when you move back to this, peace comes to you. Then you're at peace with those around you. For me, my life has a gauge. It has several of them, like a dashboard of a vehicle. One of the gauges is when I become critical, when I become hard to live with and hard to deal with, I know what the problem is. It's not the people I'm talking to. It's I'm walking away from that relationship with him. If I want to be the best husband, I need to stay close to that. If I want to be the best father, I got to stay here. Because all peace begins at the same place. Peace with God. I just wondered today, are you at peace with God? There used to be signs, make your peace with God. You can't make your peace with God. He did it for you. You just receive it. And I just believe that God offers that to every one of us. So let me tell you my story. Grew up in church. I mean, church was a part of my life, all right? Went to church. But God did something I didn't like. I had to move when I was in high school, when I was a junior. Moved to a city that was a lot bigger and the largest high school in the state. And I just knew it was going to be so hard to leave my friends. And it was. So I got mad at God. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want anything to do with him. Now, God is somebody that's hard to fight. Have you ever tried to fight God? How do you hit him? I can tell you during this time, I hit a lot of people with words or with fists, and I always thought the problem was everybody else. I didn't realize the problem was here. I didn't have peace with God, so therefore I didn't have peace anywhere. And I blamed my parents. So I kind of declared war on my parents, and it was bad. My dad said, you know what? You're going to have to leave this home. He said, I'll make a deal. You come to one service Every week, you got to go to church one time a week, and you can stay at home. I said, well, I'm going to come to one service because I'm hungry, and I don't have any place to live, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. I was, I was playing sports, had a team around me, you know. I was having a great time, but I was miserable. And I went to college in that same state. It was absolutely a mess. And that spring of my freshman year, I was playing basketball, and I came down on a guy's foot and blew out my left ankle. I mean, everything in it tore. An orthopedic surgeon in Little Rock, Arkansas said, you tore everything you can possibly tear in an ankle. He said, you didn't break anything. It had been better if you broke something. But you tore everything. He said, it's going to be a really long rehab for you, but I think I can get you rehabbed, and you can get your strength back in that ankle. That rehab got so bad, I was in a cast up to my knee. That rehab got so bad, I dropped out of school, and guess where I went? Back home to the parents I hated. And I'm thinking, God, this is your way, isn't it? I have to now go back and depend on them because I didn't like them. I was at war. I thought they were my problem. But watch what happened. My mom looked at me one night. She said, hey, there's a service going on at the gym at the high school, my high school, uh, do you want to go? And I said, what is it? He said, well, it's a, a guy coming in to speak, special speaker. I said, okay, I'll go. Got my crutches, man. I go in, put my leg up in a chair in front of me, kind of elevate it. And this guy, I didn't know, I don't know what he said, don't even know his name. I just remember this point. He looked at the crowd and he goes, hey, I just feel impressed to ask you to do something. Turn to the person next to you and tell them you love them. 
And I'm thinking, no, I'm not about to do that. My mom was sitting right here. And in a minute, he said it again. Turn to the one next to you. Tell him you love him. I thought, okay, I got to do this. And when I turned and looked at her and tried to say the words, I love you, it was like a dam broke. I began to weep. I, I began to fall apart. I'm a big old kid. I mean, I'm tough. I don't need anybody. And I'm absolutely a wreck. And my mom, she just held me. And she just said, it's okay. And when she'd say it, I'd think, Mom, but I hated you. I did things to you. I said things to you. And she just kept saying, it's okay. Some of you don't realize that this is my first Christmas without my mom. She's having a beautiful Christmas today. But I'll forever, I'll forever thank God for that moment. Because you know what happened to me? I found peace with God. And when I found peace with him, wow, my parents looked a lot better. In fact, they actually knew what they were talking about. They were nice people. And all these people I didn't like around me, they became nice people. What happened to the world? I changed. And so today, his gospel is peace. He wants you to have that peace. And it's amazing what happened. You know what? In Africa, there's, a, there's a, a language group that the language itself has no word for peace. So when our missionaries began to talk to them, they figured out they had a phrase for peace, not a word. You know what their phrase was? When your heart sits down. You know what I would pray for every one of you today? That your heart would sit down because you're trusting in him. It's going to be okay. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And for those of you that are walking through that valley, we got a call two nights ago. Rachel's uncle passed away. It was not expected. Got pneumonia, couldn't turn the corner. He was a surgeon. He was an incredibly gifted doctor. He's been on this platform. He's spoken here. And when we got that call, this is what his family said. He was the most peaceful at his death. And I'm thinking, wow, how do you die with peace? It's because you die with Jesus right there. You have made peace with him. And the family said, David, if you would come. And, and so we're headed back this week to do that. And my prayer for them was, may God give you peace because remember peace is not when there's no storm it's when you got Jesus in the middle of the storm he is the prince of peace what would happen if every one of us would open our life to that in our heart and say that's what we want oh my goodness we could change the world because the problem in the world the problem is us did you know that on this day in 1914, there was a war going on called World War I. 
World War I. And there on the Western Front, the German soldiers were in the trenches and they were face to face with the British and the French and the Belgian soldiers. But something happened on Christmas Day. It's been noted in several historical accounts. You can even check it on Snopes and then get the, the true story. There was what's called the Christmas truce. They stopped fighting. The Germans were trying to figure out how to say in English, Merry Christmas, and they got it. And they stood up and said, Merry Christmas. To which the British responded. And then the Germans did something really crazy. They held up a sign. You know fight. We know fight. And for the day, they didn't fight. They sang Christmas carols. They sang the one we're about to sing, Silent Night. And it was one of those moments that, that history records as the unthinkable, the improbable. The improbable. What, how do you stop fighting and celebrate Christmas together? Now, you know the story. Fifteen million were killed in World War I, so they didn't stop forever. They stopped for one day. Maybe we need to remember Jesus didn't come to bring us peace on one day. He came to bring us peace every day. So maybe it's time for us to stop fighting and just say, Jesus, we need your peace. I want you to bow your head with me just a moment. Before we light these candles, if you're looking for peace today and you really believe, I, David, I need to take that step. I need the peace with God. I want to put my trust in him and I want to believe and I want to follow in the Lord Jesus. You know what? I'd love to pray for you. Will you just lift your hand where I can see you? Because I want to lead you in a prayer. Just lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. All over the room. You're just saying, I need peace with God. Thank you. Wow. The Lord saw it. And even those that didn't lift your hand, he knows your heart. Can I lead you in a very simple prayer? It, it goes like this. Just say it. Jesus, thank you for coming to this world to bring peace. And then tell him, and today, Jesus, come into my life and bring me peace. Jesus, I will follow you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.